let me check as well because we wanted to celebrate and we still are going to celebrate. And if you've been following the Springbok Women's Sevens team uh, that traveled to Tunisia, that one mission, and I remember before they departed, one mission, and it was to claim the Rugby Africa Women's Sevens crown. So what a rewarding time it was uh, for the team to get back to Cape Town with that feat accomplished. Done. Sealed and signed. They returned home earlier today. Gold medals draped around the annex. And they're the top team, believe it or not. Top team on the continent. Right up there. In Bogoto, as they're called. Managing to beat Uganda, Zimbabwe, Zambia in pool play. And then managing to knock out Morocco as well as Madagascar uh, before beating Kenya in the final uh, that was played on Sunday. So what's next now for the Imbogoto? Will be the Emirates Airline Dubai Sevens International Invitation, the Invitational Tournament, uh, before they play in the first ever HSBC Cape Town Sevens Tournament for Women. Hey, Paul Delpot, who is the Springbok Women's Seven coach, deserving all our congratulations. We welcome on MSW. Good evening, coach. Hi, Legend. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. Um, and yeah, and first off, just a massive congratulations to the ladies. They were absolutely incredible over the weekend. You must be proud. Very, very proud. Um, it was, it was, it was. There was definitely a lot, a lot riding on the tournament. It was something very different to the other tournaments we played in this year. You know, we we really took a step back this year, um, and we 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 kind of just played in quite a few invitational tournaments where it was all about learning the game and you know, figuring out combinations. And this was the first, re, you know tournament where there was real pressure and i'm just just so proud of all the ladies character you know that they were they were able to pull through were you expected to be what i've just termed and what everybody is terming and which you are the best on the continent yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say expecting to be we um we ended up withdrawing from the from the african from the african cup last year uh just because we didn't we didn't have enough players so obviously we we went into this tournament ranked 11 um, and we watched uh, Kenya and Uganda play in Hong Kong this year in the World Series qualifiers. So we knew there were a couple of threats. You know, Kenya have been incredible in terms of de- developing their team that are now doing very well. And there's and there's been a, a lot of strides made in, in quite a few of the other teams. The Madagascar ladies were quite impressive, and so were the Ugandan ladies. When everybody spoke about Kenya, uh, coach, um, you know, it was a case of one of the favorites that you were pitted against. So it was no surprise that it was just a, a point that edged it in the final. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the, the Kenyan, the Kenyan ladies, I think have done, have done incredibly well over the last few years to develop a good team. And also I think just, just to play, to play the brand of rugby that they play, you know, they've, 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 they've really upskilled themselves and they're starting to understand the game a, a lot better. Uh, you know, for, for me as a coach, you know, you're never going to be happy. So I still feel we, we made it quite difficult for ourselves. Um, but Robert, I mean, in, 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 in all honesty, I think the, the, the ladies' character shone through. You know, this game a year ago, we would have lost. So it just shows what, uh, what type of strides our system, has, our system has made in terms of developing players. But how, 
how would you have worked on them mentally? Because sometimes it can be quite flattering, though, Paul, when you look at uh, a scoreline of 42-0 against Morocco yeah. in the quarterfinals and you go to the semifinals, you get Madagascar and, and you thrash them as well, 29-0. Uh, that, that at times you could just lose yourself, but to kind of refocus now on a nation that we've seen grow exponentially uh, within the continent in Kenya, how, how difficult a task was that for you? Yeah, it was it was definitely tough to to get back to zero, you know, after that after that really good quarterfinal. Uh, but I think if we if we look at the tournament as a whole, we we actually didn't fire at all. You know, if you chat to the ladies, we we really struggled to get our rhythm on day one. Um, and I think I think in coming to that quarterfinal, it was it was really nice just to get a bit of our our rhythm again. And the ladies kind of they kind of fell into step, and then and then things 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 got better and better. And I think you know we were we were always aware that uh, that. Kenya was going to be the stiffest opposition. You know, we we didn't want to say it because it's not great, but we knew we, we knew it was pretty much going to be us and Kenya in the final. So we we're always aware of you know, what type of game it was going to be. And, and at times it's all about the individuals. Yes, it's a team sport, uh, Paul, but you know, you, when you've got the, the rights and carries of this world, etc., that they can almost in the end be the difference between any side. Absolutely, Roger. You've hit, hit the nail on the head, and I think we, we, we've seen, especially in the in the women's game over the last couple of seasons, just the rise of the athletes. You know, you don't you don't you don't necessarily have to be the greatest rugby player in the world, but if you're athletic and you're quick and you and you move well, you're very effective. And and Wright's is just a, a shining example of that. You know, Wright is from Limpopo. She she was an athlete. Um, actually, actually tore her ACL in February last year, and spent the whole of last year out coming coming back and she's just been a revelation since making a comeback and she just continues to grow as a person you know we've we've uh, put her into a bit of a leadership role as well and she was she was phenomenal for us in the final sure. i think we all kind of know of uzintle etc and obviously Ryan some curry talk about now and there are many individual ladies that have done phenomenally well as far as rugby is concerned. How, how do we help to grow the profile almost to the men's sevens team, for example? Uh, you know, I'm not going to be as adventurous and say to the main Springbok team. We're still trying to limit it to what sevens is all about. But we've seen the men's sevens team. I think everybody who follows rugby or even those that don't follow rugby will tell you at least four or five names of players that actually play there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the guys, I think the guys years ago, they really, they really took on that mantle. You know, if we go back to say 10, 12 years ago, sevens was, was, you know, for the, for the guys that couldn't make it in 15s. Now, now sevens truly stands alone. And I agree with you 100%. When people talk about the best rugby players in the world, you know, sevens and 15s players' names are, are thrown in the hat together. And that's, that's what we've, what we've always wanted to see. And, and just to answer your question, I think, you know, this, this reality show that Castle Free has got on board with, you know, the finding in Bocordo, these are the type of things we need to do, Robert. We need to, we need to get um, that, that information out. We need to tell these ladies that this is a viable opportunity. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a viable system that we're running. Um, and we just, we just need to keep garnering interest in the, in the, in the, in the, in the game of sevens. And I think for, for, for me especially, it's been, it's been a big push for me this year. It's just to change the profile of, of, women's rugby and to change the stigma attached to rugby you know the uh, sport is just about creating opportunities for these talented young women and that's what we need to continue doing and also getting them to understand that what they're learning in our system is 
is going to is going to stand them in good stead where wherever they go into. You know, we've got such talented and, and smart players. We have, I mean, Zindlem Pupo is our captain, is a qualified biochemist. We have ladies with BCom degrees. We have ladies who are qualified teachers. So whatever lessons they learn in our system, they're going to take that into the world, and 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 they're going to end up being better people and contributing to whatever system they're going to go into. Yeah, I was going to say, Paul, that when when you look overall, and I, and I was having a look at some of the match reports and going through some of the stats, and uh, I, I was seeing two deputants in, in Liske Latakhan as well as Megan Phillips and uh, playing as if they were not debutants. And that's the kind of introduction into top flight rugby that you want to see when people are stepping out for the very first time. What did you make of them and their performance? Yes, I mean, they're actually they're absolutely incredible. Uh, both of them being part of the TUX system. They're both former former athletes. Um, Megan Phillips was actually the TUX athletics captain. Um, and the, the two of them have just, I think, I think they've made that transition into, into international rugby seamlessly. Um, and those are, the, those are the type of athletes that, that we want to bring through, Robert. You know, that they, they're smart. They learn quickly. They know how they learn. They're just good people. And that's... They fit it into the group so easily, um, and and again, I think a, a, a big positive from our side just understood the plan, understood our system, and 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 really contributed. If I if I look back to the last last minute and a half of the final, we were up 15-14, and we had to defend a scrum, and Lisco was at centre, and Megan was on the wing, and the two of them did their job. They did their jobs to a plum, and we we ended up creating the turnover, and we got the ball back, and we and we and we sealed the game. And in the midst of all these celebrations, because everything has a has a consequence, though, Paul, you and I know that from a sporting perspective, you you win X, and therefore X qualifies you for Y, and and Y is always a a, a bigger bigger platform. And every platform that I looked at after the victory, everybody saying what a disappointment it is because you are the best on the continent and we all know that and automatically we would then expect you to be taking part in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, but it's not going to happen. To a layman that's out there, just explain to us again so that it sinks in. I've got two brain cells, Paul. Maybe at times they don't function <laughs> properly. I don't understand these things. Maybe because English is not my first language. I don't know. But you're not going to the Olympic Games. Why? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really sad state of affairs at the moment. And the, the same thing happened to these talented ladies in, in 2015. And I think Sasquatch obviously have their, um, you know, their their idea set in stone. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I just truly think it, it needs to be revisited because all, all we are, we are about, Robert, is creating opportunities for talent, talented young sports people, you know, be it, be it, be it men or women. And, and I think the, the conversation that we need to have going forward is what, what, you know, situation or where, where each sporting system is in terms of what they're trying to achieve. So we take it on the chin and we know we're not medal contenders. But in order for us to develop a game, in order for us to garner interest from crossover athletes, you know, think of those crossover athletes coming in. You know, you think of rowers, you think of, you think of sprinters, you think of long jumpers, you think of netball players or soccer players. They also have Olympic dreams. You know, so we, we obviously want to go and qualify for the World Series, and the, the, the ladies playing rugby know about the World Series, but the athletes that we're trying to bring across don't know about the World Series. The Olympic carrot is something big that we can dangle for them. You know, someone like Alyssa Conley who's made the transition from from being in and uh, uh, from being a sprint Olympian to come to sevens. She she thought about us going to the Olympics. You know, and I think that the conversation just needs to be had, and I think Sasquatch needs to understand where where our system is. Um, and, and again, we just need to ask who 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 is making these decisions that affect 
that affect systems, that affect talented people's lives. Um, you know, are are all things being considered, or you know, that's that's the question that we that mm-hmm. that we'd like to ask. But are they open for engagement, though? Because we we've just spoken about how. In Bogoto, Paul were able to beat the Kenyans, so which makes you the the number one team on the continent of Africa, and automatically that then in any normal society will then automatically put you on that flight to Tokyo, and and there will be no question about that. But now instead it is Kenya, who finished second, that have to now be in the qualified space in Tunisia. You know, for me, that that is what puzzles the mind is that competition is what happens on the field. And if you lose, you lose all rights that are given to you to go then to the next best step, surely. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but in, in saying that, you know, our, our CEO, Yuri Ru, has been fantastic. He's kept me abreast of all the, all the happenings. I know, I know I'll, I won't say, say it's a, a petition, but our, our request is on Mr. Natim Tito's desk. Um, so it has gone that far. And we're hoping... We're hoping that Tascock will make will make the right decision. And you think of that brave decision they made in 2016 to send Banyana. I mean, I stand to be corrected, but I think Banyana Banyana were ranked 70th in the in the world, and, and they ended up going. And just look at what Israelis and, and and those players have done. How proud they've made us because they were they were able to launch kind of launch their system on that platform. They went to the Olympics. You're playing against the best teams in the world, and you can you can you can kind of gauge what's out there. You know, you can you can see where you are in 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 the grand scheme of things, and then formulate a plan. And the the longer we we stay out of top competition, the harder it's going to be for us to get up there, and the harder it's going to be for us to be competitors. And I know, I mean, just just listening to you chat, I think the two of us can agree with that. I never want to participate. I want to compete, and I actually want to compete to be able to win in the next cycle. And that's that's what we want to do. We just want to be afforded the opportunity to go and do that. But do you think something like this does? And and I'm glad you mentioned that you've been in conversation with Yuri uh, Root. Does he feel that that's this is just surely in a in a society that believes Paul like you and I do in competition and whether or not we all believe in what Saskog has in terms of policy and whether that is right or wrong is equally up for 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 debate. But you know, in sport, it's about competing. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and again, I mean, I, I always, uh, I always say, you know, I'm a, I'm a lowly rugby coach, and that's why I'm just, I'm just so happy to have someone like Yuri who understands, he understands the politics, he, he understands the issues behind things. You know, for someone like me, I don't, I don't understand why Saskatchewan have their policies. And like you, you, you mentioned now, I think, I think the, 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 the conversation just needs to be had. You know, so, mm. so all parties can be heard, and whatever decision is then, is then reached, we can, you know, we can. We can take it and move forward, but I just, I just don't feel all all avenues are being considered, and 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 and, and I don't think it's 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 as set in stone. You know, we always say horses for courses. You know, different systems are different. You know, I just think are we are we now not going to send Akini Sambine because he came fourth? Mm. He's he's an amazing athlete. Of course, he's going to be a, a medal contender at the Olympics. So are, are we now not going to send him because he didn't win a medal? Absolutely not. We're gonna we're gonna send him, and we're gonna let him live his dream, and we're gonna let him make us proud. And I feel, and and I, I just feel that our ladies deserve that. They deserve, they, they deserve to make our country proud. They deserve to play on that platform, and they deserve to reap the rewards for for working as hard as they do every day and making the the sacrifices that they make. As a final parting shot, though, Paul, give me give me a, a sense of how the ladies are feeling because it. 
you know, the pictures that came through, it's elation, it's celebration, it's trophy lifting, it's everything that you want to see in a title competition winning team. But knowing in the back of your mind that 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 everybody strives for, every athlete, like you rightfully say, if you're a, a long jumper, whether you're a guy who does shot put or whether you're a javelin thrower, squash, you name it, everybody has a dream ultimately. Even commentators, Dwayne DeLocca will tell you, he is known as a football commentator. But when he yeah. gets that call up from an international organization like the Olympic Games to say, please come and do our live international feed as a commentator for the Olympics. Do you think Dwayne DeLocca yeah. says no? Of course he doesn't because there's no greater platform in the world than the Olympic Games. So at whatever level, even if you're going to be the ball boy, water boy, timekeeper, it's the Olympic Games for crying out loud. How yeah. did the ladies take the news in the end? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was obviously quite tough just, you know, uh, standing next to the Kenyan team where they were celebrating next to the qualified banner. But again, Robert, you know, the way, the way we run our system, the, the ladies knew about this, you know, 10 days ago. We've always kept them abreast of it. And again, kudos to Yuri and to Marius Kuman and Mark Alexander who have been, you know, they've been chatting to Saskok and they've been negotiating and, and chatting. So they've, they've kept us in the loop. So at least the ladies knew. And, and I think a, a big thing for us, Robert, was we actually didn't have a leg to stand on before we won. You know, the only people that could have been aggrieved at the moment, obviously the hockey ladies that have qualified and then the rowers that have qualified who have been told they're not going. So for us, it was all about um, just winning the tournament, um, you know, putting ourselves in that position to go and to show everyone that we are the best. Um, and then, and then also there's that, there's that World Series, uh, that, that World Series carrot that's dangling as well. You know, we needed to win this one to be able to go and qualify for the World Series next year. So the ladies, the ladies understand the issues. Um, they're all, they're all really smart, articulate, and they, they get it. So they, they're going to have this week off now. I'd really want them to, to celebrate and just, and just really take in what they've done. For, for Springbok Women's Rugby as the as our national 15s team did in 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 June July when they when they qualified for the for the 2021 World Cup um, and then and then next week we're going to be back at it we've got Dubai that we're looking forward to and then we've got to put up a good showing in 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 Cape Town which I, I really believe we we're going to do you know we we want to compete on the on the world stage against the best and we also want to do well on that stage so the ladies know what we're working towards. Fantastic stuff, uh, Paul Delport. Thank you so much, man. So immensely proud of you and of the ladies and the team, the staff, all the personnel that are there. Uh, do send our congratulations, and I'm sure a lot of them have been listening to the show, uh, the Imbogoto. Uh, we hope to host you one of these days uh, because uh, South Africa needs to celebrate you. You've done an immense amount of work behind the scenes uh, to put us right up there on the map, and we, we, we're definitely proud of you. Thank you so much. Uh, Robert, thank you, thank you so much, and again, just thank you from from the Springbok Women's um, setup. Without you guys, the name the name of the of the of the Imbokoto wouldn't be out there. And thank you guys for just for just sharing what these what these amazing young talented women are doing. Thank you so much. Thanks so much there. That's the victorious uh, coach, uh, Paul Dalport, uh, of the Springbok Women's 7 uh, team that did ever, ever so well, being the best on the continent, coming back with the trophy. And obviously that uh, sore point of them not being able then to go all the way through uh, to the Olympic Games. We'll chat to Kondisa Nguenya, Sanskok spokesperson, uh, joining us live in our studios. Kondisa, um, let me do a quick welcome there before we go for a Quick ad break. Just a, a quick response, Saskog. Welcome to the show, firstly. 
Thank you, Mr. Morano. Thank you for having me here, and uh, good evening to your listeners. This would come as a celebration, a moment of absolute pride, as I've spelled out with Paul. Um, from a Sanskrit perspective, how, how do you view the Springbok Women's Sevens uh, returning home with gold? Uh, it was a great performance by them, and uh, we congratulate them for winning the, the, the Continental Championship. So, um, as Paul has said, you know, they, they've worked hard to get there, and uh, we need to celebrate that victory. So, they've done well, and uh, it's a developing sport in the country, and uh, we need to appreciate that. And um, that is all I can say on that. I think it's a very great thing that they've won the tournament. They've proved that, uh, you know, they're getting there, and uh, they're, they're ready to, to compete at that level. So, we're very proud of what they've done. Okay, we'll take a quick break. That's the initial words there coming through from Sanskog spokesperson, Utwondi Sangwenya. And we'll take more thoughts from him. We'll obviously touch base, turn to my understanding by uh, in our PE studios. He'll be part of the conversation. We'll also talk later on to Sammy Klaassen uh, regarding uh, the, oh, the Human Rights Commission uh, saga around Eben Etzebeth. That continues, and we'll chat to Sammy Klaassen. We'll chat to Tanda Banana. Still so much more happening tonight right here on hashtag MSW.